Hello, today is May 6th. My name is Ned, and these are my five things. Number one, the case against the Eagles. There's a lot about boomer culture that I really enjoy. I love Yacht Rock. There are some progressive bands that have music that I have enjoyed. As I said, that Roundabout by Yes came into my head. I'm really excited that I'm going to go see Genesis in December. And the boomers are responsible for punk. Almost all the music I love doesn't happen without punk. I don't know if hip-hop becomes the sound it does without some of the anger and nihilism of punk preceding it by a couple of years. That being said, I really don't like the Eagles. Sure, there are some songs that just get embedded in my consciousness. The Gypsy King's version of Hotel California on the Big Lebowski soundtrack is a favorite. And there's something about Take It Easy that just gets stuck in my head in the way that Jingles for Insurance Company gets stuck in one's head. Separately, I love some of the songs produced by Don Henley and Glenn Fry. While I'm less in love with Joe Walsh's Life's Been Good to Me So Far. I mean, Glenn Fry is the soundtrack to Miami Vice for me. Season 2 opens with Crockett and Tubbs having to go to New York City, and there's this lovely scene scored by Fry's You Belong to the City. There are a few songs that are as poignant about being middle-aged than Don Henley's The Boys of Summer. But I hate the Eagles. And The Ringer, a publication I don't often love, but it will have some diamonds, has a long piece set up as a four-part indictment of the Eagles and why they were so bad. It's not just that they were pains in the butt. It's that they were boomer pains in the butt that felt entitled. And they go through the light misogyny of the music, the weird choices they make, and the mall quality country rock that they produced. It's just a coincidence that when talking about Radiohead yesterday, I said I didn't need them to turn into the Eagles. Like, that would be the worst situation ever. But then I'm saying this to all the people that love the Eagles. All the people in my life. You're bad people for doing that. I mean, Credence is just as bad, but... No, Credence is just as bad. Stop listening to the Eagles. Number two... New Modest Mouse. There's a new Modest Mouse single. I'm excited. Listening to the new track that's linked to in the article, the first couple of minutes made me think that they were going in a new direction. It had a very, I don't know, Joy Division-like sound. It was like hearing Love Will Tear Us Apart until the lyrics started. This is not a badness for me, but I'm excited. I think about Float On once a week. It's one of the songs that's worked its way into my consciousness and the larger zeitgeist. More than any other song, for me, it reflects a belief that things are going to be okay. I enjoy songs that have a things are going to be okay as a fundamental starting point. I don't know why. It's just weird. It might be reflective of my personality. I may be accused of being a cynical optimist or an optimistic cynic. You'd have to ask Lori. This might be a blind spot for me. But anyway, new Modest Mouse. I pre-ordered the album and I'm looking forward to it coming out. And 
I may listen to more Modest Mouse today. Number three, Sonny and Alex sitting in a tree. Alex loves to climb in Yosemite. Free Solo is one of my favorite movies, full stop. No qualifier. It's not one of my favorite documentaries. It's not one of my favorite climbing films or adventure sport films or anything like that. It's one of my favorite films. Part of it is because I knew how the movie ends, but I can remember gripping the armrests of the rocking chair I was sitting in while watching it out of tension and fear for Alex Honnold. For those of you who don't know, Free Solo is a documentary film about Alex Honnold free soloing El Capitan in Yosemite. The movie starts with introducing Alex and a number of people who are in his climbing life, and then introduces us to his girlfriend, Sonny McCandless. And Sonny becomes an important character in this film. I'm not going to spoil parts of the relationship, but it's worth watching. The dynamic between these two people is lovely. It's heartbreaking. I can see a lot of joys and the problems I've had in my relationships in this. It's difficult to see some of your flaws projected on the big screen sometimes. Anyway, Outside has an article from Sandy McCandless about how she felt related to the filming of Free Solo, the fame granted by the success of the film, and how it made her relationship with Alex Honnold better. It's really well done. It makes me feel as if watching some of the pain and joy that they went through was worth it. I think you should take the time to read the article even if you haven't seen the film. However, if you haven't seen Free Solo, which is one of my favorite films, you should definitely watch it. It's available on Disney Plus right now. And based on the demographics of the people who are listening to this, you have access to Disney Plus because you're all Star Wars nerds. I know what I said. And this is getting a little long, so I'm going to stop there. Those were my three things. Thank you for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please contact me. Please rate and subscribe to this podcast on your platform of choice. All links to items discussed can be found in the episode description. Be well, be safe, be happy. <laughs>